But when he said, you know, Fandor, you know, look, think about this. Because he said, you know, I saw in my dream that I kill you. So look and tell me what you think about this. And that, that was a way of honoring his son. He didn't have to ask him. It was a way of honoring his son. And that's what Allah is doing here when he's giving us this chance to loan a loan, not to him, but to his deen, to do good deeds, to do these things. He will increase them in that loan. In other words, that loan is multiplied. And, and the, the metaphor for that in the world is interest, which is interesting why Allah has prohibited interest. Because it's as if he is the only one that can do that with loans. That's Allah's, nobody else can do that make something out of nothing, because that's what interest is. It's making something out of nothing, right? And that's what it is, if you think about it. Because I'm giving you $10, and I'm making from that $10, by the mere fact I'm loaning it to you, $20 or $30. So I've made something out of nothing. I mean, that's that's the, the game of usury. So we're being told that Allah increases it, and they have a liberal reward, this generous reward. And this is where the karamah, we have honored the children of Adam. This is part of the takrim, and that's why it's ajrun karim. It's a generous, liberal reward because Allah is doing it out of His generosity. He's not doing it, it's not a fitting reward. You see, there's nothing fitting, there's no real parity here. Nothing is equal to Allah. But it's a generous reward because Allah is doing it purely out of this, this karam, which he's dhul jalali wal ikram. It's part of the nature of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do that. And then, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرُسُولِهِ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الصِّدِّقُونَ Now look, see the siddiq. This is... Those who believe in Allah and His messengers, they are the Siddiqun. So now this is a maqam. The Musaddiqun and the Musaddiqats is a maqam. If you do that as a practice, what happens? You enter into the maqam of the Siddiqiyah, which is the highest maqam uh, after prophecy. So in other words, through this process of being charitable, of desiring to draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through these means that Allah has afforded us out of his generosity, you enter into this station of Siddiqiyah. Now the Siddiqun, the first Siddiq of this Ummah is Abu Bakr, which is why he's given the title. He is the Imam of the Siddiqin, just as the Prophet is Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen. I mean, the Prophet is Imam al-Siddiqin because he's Abu Bakr's Imam. But it's, it's under that. It's like a sub-rubric. The, the Siddiqiyah is the maqam of Abu Bakr because the Prophet's maqam encompasses all other maqams. He has all of the maqams. Just like he has all of the Prophets, what they were given as individual Prophets, he encompasses. So he has the Musan nature, he has the Isawi nature, he has all of that as part of the Prophet's maqam, is that he encompasses all of these different uh, stations of prophecy. And that's why when he said, don't prefer me over Yunus ibn Metta, 
because Yunus had his Isra in the depths of the ocean and the Prophet had his Isra in the heights of the heavens. He was saying Allah's not closer up there than he is down there. So don't think there's any difference just because his Isra was at the, in the depths of the ocean or mine was in the heights of the celestial sphere. With Allah, knowledge is one thing. Ma'rifah is, is one thing. Knowledge of Allah is one thing. What differs is how much you get. So containers can differ, but the actual ma'rifah itself is, is the same. It's just like water. You see, this, this cup has less water than this vase here. But the water is the same. It's just there's a bigger container. And that's the way the prophets are. Their knowledge is the same. What they've been given from Allah is the same. But you have different containers. So the, the maqam of Siddiqiyah, if you look at, at, it was also in the maqam of, of Khadijah was Siddiqah in her maqam. And also Maryam alayhi salam is called Siddiqah. Right? She was a Siddiqah. And Yusuf alayhi salam is called Siddiq as well. So the, it's a high, high attribute in Islam. And then, وَالشُّهَدَاء عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ now, see, the beauty of this is وَالشُّهَدَى I mean, this is, this is fadl. This verse is, Allah is just, He's just giving out. It's all fadl. يُضَعْفُ لَهُمْ وَلَهُمْ أَجْرٌ كَرِيمٌ This is all just, here it is. <laughs> you can be a siddiq, you could even be shaheed. It's all there. He's just giving it away in that verse. You don't have to die on a battlefield to be shaheed. That's what that verse is saying. You don't have to be Abu Bakr to be a Siddiq. It's, this is the fadl of Allah. It's and don't limit the bounty of Allah. Don't be like these fools that want to say, Yadullah maghlula, Allah's hands are tied. He can't give to whomever. He can give to whomever he pleases. And you don't have any say. And that's why when Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu said, Ya Rasulullah, awal mu'min yizni? Can a mu'min commit fornication? Can, can he be forgiven? And the Prophet sallallahu said, yes. And Abu Dhar kept saying, wait, wait. Because Abu Dhar, this is the furthest thing that's possible for him. I mean, Abu Dhar is... His maqam is such, he cannot imagine a believer. How can a believer do a major wrong action like that? And the Prophet ﷺ said, yeah, he can do that. And Abu Dhar said, can he steal? And he said, yes, he can steal. He can't believe it. So what he keeps saying, it. what does the Prophet ﷺ say? Raghima, despite the nose of Abu Dhar, in spite of his nose. In other words, in spite of your own desire or your own belief, this is true, that Allah can forgive a fornicator, He can forgive a thief, He can forgive, no matter what your maqam is and how difficult that is for you to imagine a believer doing those things, what you're told there is Allah can forgive it. And He will if He pleases. And that's why Abu Dhar said that they go into paradise, because he relates the hadith, and then he says, in spite of of me, in spite of me. Now the shaheed, there are three levels of shaheed. The first one is whoever dies on the battlefield. That's a shaheed who dies in the way of Allah, not fighting for the wrong reasons, fighting for the right reason. 
And that person has no hisab. They're not washed. They're not, you just bury them because that's their maqam. It's, it's, it's like they, they have given so much. There's nothing you can add or detract to that maqam by washing them. or that it's, it's more than anything that you can do. And, and then the second type of shaheed is the one who dies from a, a tribulation. So the Prophet ﷺ said, anyone who dies drowning, if you die in a fire, if you die in a building falling on you, like in an earthquake, those are all shuhada, those people that died in, in uh, Turkey and places like that, if the building falls on you. Any of the muahidun that were in that building on September 11th, those people have martyrdom. So, and then also maptun, the person who dies from dysentery, and also the person who dies in a plague. Those are all shuhada. A person who dies man mataduna madihi mata shahida. If you die protecting your property from a thief, you die a shaheed. That's all. And then the third category is this one. If you die believing that Allah is one, that you're a shaheed. And that's that's and that's why Khadid ibn Walid died a shaheed in his bed. He wanted martyrdom, but Allah didn't give it to him on the battlefield. He gave it to him on his bed, and one of the ulama said that he, he did not get martyrdom because he was the safe of Allah, and, and Allah's sword would never fall on a battlefield.